0: hello and welcome to the launch of the inspired equity podcast my name is richard Puthera, and i'm here with my co-host business partner and wife nina we are the founders of inspired equity the london-based investment business that specializes in property acquisition and development between us we are world record holders international speakers prolific networkers and uh, we also have coaching clients, and it's our absolute pleasure to introduce our podcast this evening. On each show, we're going to be discussing all aspects of successful property investing, covering everything from simple buy-to-let to uh, to multi-million-pound property developments. We're going to be um, introducing and interviewing industry leaders and hosting live Q&A with expert panels and keeping you up to date with the ever-changing and exciting world of property. I know we've got a load of property investors on here this evening uh, and there's a lot to discuss about with current uh, market circumstances, so Nina have you got any questions collated? please? Yes I have, yes. Um, I have a
1: few questions lined up already. Um, First one is is how how um,
0: has COVID nineteen affected uh, the property market? Uh, COVID nineteen. has It's affected the market uh, all, all over, and it's still affecting it. Um, I'll talk about commercial briefly because it, it's D day for commercial properties today. So for those of you who don't know, commercial property, whether whoever owns the property, every three months regardless of who owns the property, there are the same payment days. And the summer quarterly rent is due on the 24th of June. Now, on the March date, about 80% um, of uh, commercial tenants paid. So it's one fifth wiped out of the market. Today, across the UK, 2.5 billion pounds worth of rent is due to be paid. And we're yet to see how effective that has been. It's a bit of a bloodbath out there for uh, commercial property, but there is opportunity as well. There's talk about relaxing permitted development rights, which is the easement of planning permission on certain properties. Now we've all been able to convert small industrial and offices into residential for the last few years, uh, but there's talk about relaxing that into retail. Um, But a word of um, warning, and I, I guess a bit of caution, if you think about high streets, Um, If you're converting uh, the shops on the the actual street level, I'm not entirely sure many people would want to purchase a property that front door opens onto a high street. So there might be a chance for some people to make some really not unexciting rental properties, and I'm not entirely sure how I sit with that at the moment. But um, commercial property is in a bit of a mess, and don't forget the government is still underpinning companies at the moment, so we've not seen the true effect of uh, what that's going to happen, but retail is a nightmare, commercial, um, there's going to be some future opportunities and some of the retail spaces will lend themselves quite well, Um, but again when you're doing permitted development of office space, you need to start thinking about space standards because there are no minimum space standards in uh, commercial when you do it under permitted development, and uh, I think something that we've learned from COVID is people need space not least of which workstations so they can work from home given um, current uh, uh, circumstances. So um, do people want to live in a flat with no balcony uh, and with no um, co-living space or outside space? We need to uh, wait and see. So go ahead with caution, loads of opportunity to acquire. If you're a commercial landlord at the moment, you're not having a great time. Uh, If we look at residential, Um, It's a bit of a mixed bag really, so if we go through some strategies, buy to let uh, I think will continue to be strong because uh, there will be demand of it and people want to live in their own living space. Um, If we look at HMOs, houses of multiple occupations, so where people share facilities, mostly sort of kitchen and dining spaces within a uh, within a property, uh, there's already been a downturn in demand because people don't want to share a property, whether it's with two, three, six, or the larger sort of 30, 60, and there's one in London, 550 room co living space. Um, And uh, I'm not entirely sure how the demand will hold up on that, but time will tell. People are transitioning to one and two bedroom apartments. And also there's increased demand because sadly, some families or couples that have um, realized that they can't live together um, uh, in each other's pockets, over the last three or so months, there's increased demand for one and two bedroom flats. So, um, in terms of uh, what's uh, going to be rented or bought, you know, there's still good demand, there's pent up demand in the, um, the actual sale market. Um, if you're a developer, though, uh, it's been tough because you've had to close your sites, and closing sites really hurts because you have big finance costs building up. Um, but uh, we'll again see the full effects of COVID once. Um, the government stops supporting uh, self-employed people or funding companies to furlough the staff. So that furlough programme finishes um, in October, I think it is now. And um, once, uh, uh, once that happens, I think we'll see a true impact. So, uh, But banks aren't allowed to uh, repossess properties at the moment. So it's probably going to be three to six months before we see a true impact on residential. We've done a lot of conversion of uh, um, office and commercial buildings into um, into wonderful new apartments. Um, they're quite quick projects. We're now looking for longer term projects because we don't know where the market's going to be in uh, 8 to 12 months. We're looking for land sites again because we can then exit within um, uh, 12 to uh, 18 months, uh, maybe even 24 months. So uh, we're just taking a, a, a view on what the market might do.
1: Lovely. Um, I have a question from Julia, um, Julia, um, our London IMN member asks, um, the market looks like it's, um, it will get more difficult um, before it bounces back. Should we be looking to create deals now or wait until the new year in 2021?
0: Uh, Julia, uh, great to see you. Thanks for uh, joining us this evening. Um, always look for deals. Always look for deals. But don't let money burn a hole in your pocket at, um, at the moment. Um, there's still a lot of capital around and uh, do not let that um, force you into a deal. Um, striking relationships with the property owners, landowners is really key now. One of the strategies that we are deploying at the moment, and um, I I, I, I falter as to whether I should share it because I think it's a really cool strategy and I want to keep it just for myself. Um, we're seeing uh, a shift, there's pent up demand and some of the, um, the national home builders uh, are saying that sales are good, but other reports are saying that their sales are down. Um, I know that in 2008, 2009, um, there was plenty of opportunity to buy some heavily discounted brand new properties. So, um, we uh, have gone out and we're speaking to the select few of the national house bills. We, you know, from Companies House, we can look at when their end of year is, and so for those that have got their end of year in the next one month, two month, three months we're speaking to, we've got a proof of funds, it's now, it's now depleted to 27.3 or 27.4 million but we're going out and saying, hey, look, do you want to clear stock? Because when they've got a large development, they have to have a show house or show homes on there, and they have to have sales representation, which costs them a lot of money. If they want to um, actually dispose of the tail end, um, we are starting to see some good discounts, not as good yet as there were in 2008, 2009, um, but we actually picked up five properties at 30% off list uh, just last uh, week as, as part of our consortium. So speaking to those national house um, um, house builders, seeing some of them, I say, look, we're cash rich. We're not going to do a deal. Um, but there are some opportunities there. You de-risked it. It's brand new. You've got a 10-year NHBC warranty on them. Um, they're great rental. It's more of an equity play because you're going to have to put a longer-term mortgage on it. Um, but it's an equity play that in um, three years, five years, you're going to have massive equity in that because we'll see a bit of a slump, but then we'll come back out of it. But you bought it exceptionally well and that's the trick with property you make money when you um, buy not when you sell
1: um another question we have here um, sorry there's one person on the call that i can't seem to mute if everyone could just please make sure they're muted so that we can get the questions nice and clear and answered that would be wonderful thank you um let me just go back here sorry um yeah, so we have a question here uh, from Sandra. Uh, do you anticipate rents to go down in order to facilitate flow of business, both residential and commercial?
0: Uh, I think the, the biggest uh, question is, are they going to get paid at all? Um, if you need to come up with a payment plan with uh, your tenant, whether they're um, a residential or commercial tenant, it's advisable to do that. Um, remember that they have to demonstrate that their the impact is because of COVID-19. They can't just say, I ain't paying my rent. Um, And don't forget that um, the rent is still owed. This is just actually delaying payment. So encourage people where they can to pay it. Um, What I do foresee though, is that if we get certain property types that uh, become more vacant, so potentially HMOs, so bedsits, houses in multiple occupation, you could see you know, it's a supply and demand thing. If there's oversupply, you have to drop the price. Um, but there, um, there may be a need to actually review rents to accommodate the ability for people to pay. I don't think that there's going to be a, um, a drop in um, rates per se just because of the current situation. You no, know, uh, landlords will still try and get market rate. It just depends what the market rate will be. But the sensible landlords aren't taking mortgage holidays um, whether they're in commercial or uh, residential, because even though it doesn't affect your credit rating, it does affect your mortgage ability, and you still need to pay that off anyway. So um, use that as a last resort, don't use it as a benefit. Um, but I, I think we should still be relatively stable, but it all depends on um, whether people are able to pay rather than um, people just dropping rents.
1: Thank you. Uh, a message from. Um, sorry, a question from Ed. Um, do you think stamp duty will be reduced anytime soon?
0: I, I don't. Um, the, if, if I'm, there, there's been talk about actually implementing a new stamp duty land tax regime for overseas buyers, that I think will probably get forced through because of the softening of the pound, and there's going to be you know opportunities of plenty in the UK market. I don't see that there, no, there's already great incentives for owner occupiers, first time buyers. If it's under 300,000 pound and you're a first time buyer, there's no stamp duty. And naturally obviously there, there isn't the 3% surcharge for businesses and investors. I don't see that because they need, there's still a housing crisis and they've actually extended um, planning applications that were due to expire Um uh, I can't remember the exact dates, but throughout this year until I think it was April 2021. I need to, only t- I mean, an article I saw um, briefly this morning, um, but there's still a, a housing crisis and, and they need to get people into homes. Um, so they don't want investors going in and buying everything. So I personally believe, from my view, that I don't think for investors there will be. There could be for um, owner-occupiers, so people that are actually buying a property to live in as their personal private residence
1: um and gwen has mentioned here that the um the property market is is very hot now um due to increase um but then it's not it's her opinion is that it's due to cool in november december time i think that kind of goes in line with what we were discussing earlier
0: richard yes yeah hi gwen thanks for for, for the question um yeah i i think do, i've seen in other times so the referendum 2016 um, it was like everyone was trying to force a recession on us and uh, it really frustrated me um now we're seeing a lot of particularly the national um, house builders and the uh, the major uh, national estate agents Giving statements saying you know there's pent up um, uh, uh, um, requirements, demand, and you know the property um, uh, uh, and properties will continue to, to rise. I really don't know uh, is is the answer. Um, there's going to be the people that are um, are have good access to capital and don't. It doesn't matter what goes on with employment. So those properties will still sell. I think everyone generally acts in uh, in sort of a mass. Uh, view and you know everyone stopped um, uh, and buying waiting for the um, election and Brexit in October and December uh, last year um, so if people need to sell their home they might need to offer incentives because people will only work buy a new home um, if they have to and they want to make sure it's on their terms and um, so I think this pent-up demand is a little bit of um, uh, hype I I know first-time buyers are wanting to do it but lenders are, um, have increased, you know, first time buyers, instead of 5% it's now up to 15% for many lenders. So, you know, if you needed to find 10 grand, you now need to find 30. That's a big ask. Um, plus with a lot of people being furloughed still, are lenders actually gonna give them mortgages uh, if they're furloughed or would people wanna take on a new house if they're furloughed? So um, I think there's gonna be a slowing down, but not necessarily a reduction in value as such. But as I mentioned, when, you know, when the support from the government stops for companies and the following of staff stops, that's when things are really going to start happening. And uh, it could be that companies have to start shedding large numbers of staff. And that obviously then creates a huge issue with, um, uh, uh, with, uh, with the ability for people to pay mortgages. So I think we'll see the full effect, uh, you know, following stops in October. Um, if there are redundancies, that could take two, three months. So we're sort of back end of the year, beginning of next. Um, but it's uh, it's a bit of a crystal ball um, scenario, and I'm just basing it on the circumstance and, and the support in my views.
1: Um, that leads nicely to a question from uh, Miro, um, our, our London IMN member. And said, "Can you put some light on how the lenders are acting now in terms of refinancing?" Um, valuations after refurb as he's heard a lot of people are getting valuations below expected level due to uncertainty
0: okay hi Mero thanks for for your question great to see see you and Aga um, so th- there's there's a number of things going on here those landlords that thought I right, know I'll take a uh, uh, a payment holiday um, from, from my mortgage flooded the mortgage companies with their um, their requirements of this and the mortgage companies went, wow, goodness me, what a lot of administration! Um, and they shut the doors to all new mortgage applications, which is insane. It crippled the, the, the market. Um, there is caution, um, probably not less uh, uh, less so from the lenders, but it's from the um, surveyors, so the valuers, the people that would normally go out and view a property. They have professional indemnity insurance that covers them for any misvaluation. But given the current economic situation, that they want to make sure they're throwing caution to that to protect them and their businesses, plus the fact they're not actually able to go out and see a property, so they're having to use the rules of averages. So um, if you've got an exceptional property, um, then it might be brought down in value to bring it in line with the average, because they're doing desktop valuations. Plus, the fact that they then might take off five, 10%, just to buffer themselves um, to, to the lender. So they're to they submit it to the lenders. A lot of lenders, because of the uplifting um, uh, administration, plus the fact that they were having to close call centres and offices and just couldn't cope with the work, stopped taking on new mortgages or remortgages. Um, but that started to improve. Um, I've... Um, seen fair lending happening. Um, But I have also experienced where you're looking to draw out equity where the lenders have said, look, we're not doing that at the moment. So we'll actually do a remortgage for you, but it has to be on the the same value because we don't want to um, extend the um, the borrowing against that property. Um, But there is also the caveat, I, I see a lot of, particularly in some of the property forums where people say, I didn't get the valuation I wanted. Don't forget, property investors are generally very enthusiastic and they can um, uh, actually overvalue their property by uh, 5%, 10% anyway. Um, So with caution from the lenders and the the valuers, plus a little bit of exuberance from the person um, who owns the property and their expectation of what they might get, there's been a balancing of it. Um, Lenders are lending. If you've got a Great asset, good track record, um, and you—you um, you know that you've shown that you've de-risked the property. Lending is happening; it's taking longer. It's really frustrating, but um, there, there are products available. Uh, if you need a great broker, um, se- send us a message to um, uh, in the group, and I can do some introductions. Um, it's all about getting a broker that knows what they're doing, has full access to. Um, all of the market and actually um, uh, it explains your you as the investor's um, circumstance to, um, uh, to the lender. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Right, I've got a few more questions before we wrap up. Um, Kimberly has asked, what do you think the best strategies to be looking at based on the current market conditions um, and where the market seems to be heading? And hats off to you again, Kimberly, one week after giving birth and you're joining us for this
0: call. So... Well <laughs> uh, so, so strategies uh, to deploy. I, I uh, we have a wonderful portfolio of HMOs. I'm not rushing into those at the moment. If you've got student property, um, be um, concerned and um, see what else you can do with that now. Uh, in terms of if you're looking for new properties, uh, there will sadly, or there are sadly properties coming to market that require complete modernization and renovation because of circumstances with COVID and um, naturally people um, that haven't survived. And for the elder generation, that generally uh, means a a property that can be renovated. So uh, probate solicitors are are a good source of of leads at the moment. I, I say this with a bit of a solemn tone because uh, you know, This isn't predatory. This isn't uh, uh, you know, an sort of ambulance chasing approach. I'm just stating a, a sad fact of the current circumstance where uh, certain property types will come to market. Um, one and two bedroom flats, I think, are um, it will continue to be strong for both investors, for first-time buyers. We stick help to buy on everything where we can. We keep everything below the £300,000 threshold because... It means that there's, um, you know, with help to buy, it's easy to get into the property and under £300,000, there's no stamp duty. Um, however, if you're doing that as permitted development, and I touched on this earlier, you now permitted development is, the, uh, for those of you on a property, it's the easement of planning permission for converting offices into residential. Um, the You don't have to have balconies, whereas if you're doing a, a, a new build uh, apartment block, you do have to have balconies or, um, you know, um, romeo juliet balconies and and, um so that bringing the outside space in is important so one and two bedroom apartments I, i still think are fabulous and they're great for overseas investors as well um but be very very thoughtful about the design um i mentioned this as well i'm not looking to get into any quick turnaround projects now we've got 17 um properties in build at the moment all apartments flats um But I'm not looking to go for any short term, uh, like eight to 12 month um, projects, because I don't want to be coming to market with um, um, properties when I don't know what the market's going to be doing. Uh, So ground up development. So we're looking for land um, uh, at the moment so we can actually do full construction because that will take 18, 24 months. And I'd like to think that at least we've got to to grips with um, uh, with what's been going on and there'll be some sort of normality resumed. Um, I don't know though in terms of that as crystal ball the other strategy as I mentioned that I didn't really want to mention trying to pick up some tail end properties from the national house uh, developers so going on to their websites looking at developments near you if they got one or two left whether it's apartments or houses see if you um, strike a bargain they want people that can act quickly so if you can show how you've bought properties before get them a reference from another agent you work with to show that you've worked with integrity and speed um there's opportunity there and you're just de-risking it that way um uh,
1: we've got time for two more questions so we we have them already so uh essays asked um uh hi essay um what um what COVID-19 will do to the rent-to-rent and lease option capability?
0: Uh, hi, I say, good question. Um, I don't like the rent-to-rent strategy um, because it puts everyone at risk, tenants, uh, the rent-to-renter and the the landlord. It's an opportunity for people to get into, um, uh, in, into property without acquiring it. But when you look at the longer term, uh you know you have to pay if you're converting it into an hmo um it's not a strategy i particularly like because the rent-to-renter offers all of these wonderful things i will pay for your rent to the um to the landlord whatever the um whether the property's empty or not but if you can't afford to pay it the landlord has now got a property that's empty the rent-to-renter has converted it into something they don't like and the rent to renter is not paying them and so there's the, the the limitation of liability to the rent-to-renter is Almost stacked in their favor. Um, but, you know, whatever. You, so, if it's not a strategy that I, I, I really get behind, um, but it, it does work. I know people that have made money on it, but it goes back to if you're doing it as, a, as an HMO, you need to look at the sustainability of HMOs first before you consider then rent to rent as an option. Because rent to rent is almost like a purchase strategy. Lease options are, are brilliant, and we will be covering. Uh, lease options, that's a whole broad subject in a, a, for an entire um, podcast event. But uh, um, lease options, there's still the opportunity. So if you want to um, rent to, to buy, so you've actually got a property that you allow your tenant to buy from you, I think that's an exceptional one. So go and get a property that's really below market value, um, do it up, put a tenant in there, and there's so on a rent to buy uh, um, uh, lease Agreement. So you've got a great tenant that's going to treat the property as their own. You've got it under market value. You're getting um, the um, the actual part of the down payment of the property, and you've got a guaranteed buyer in the future for that brilliant, brilliant strategy. Get a property cheap, do it up, get a renter in that wants to buy it. Um, the reverse. I love lease options for securing developments, so, and um, that whatever the economy is, an exceptional way to do it because you take control of the property without, um, uh, without uh, uh, having to actually buy it. So for that strategy for, uh, if you're looking to acquire a property, uh, sorry, take control of a property without acquiring it, I think again, great strategy. There could be, you know, it worked particularly well, which is why they changed the laws uh, back in um, uh, 2008, 2009. People will have some mortgage issues in the future three, four, six um, months. Um, and so if they can get out of their property without it being repossessed, you're able to take control of the, uh, the mortgage um, and then obviously uh, tenant the property. It's a brilliant strategy and one that yes, you should be um, looking at. As a bit of a side note there, um, I'll remind everyone that th- there are opportunities at the moment, but let's look back at 2008, the world collapsed by, uh, by August but the property opportunities were in 2009. So there are opportunities out there, um, but uh, as I said to Julia earlier, you don't um, need to rush into things now. If it's a great deal, and as JT said, a great deal is gonna be a good deal. A good deal is an okay deal. Okay deal will lose you money. Uh, It has to be a great deal. You need to de-risk it for yourself, but um, don't sit on your hands, but make sure that you've still got the eye on um, the the future coming months, because that's when the real opportunities will uh, start presenting themselves, and at, at a greater rate. Absolutely. Um,
1: and one last question uh, from David. Actually, a, a point made. Um, St- Stephen asked why why don't why don't the councils speed up the planning process? Um, but then actually, I saw that uh, Miro put a good comment that Dominic Cummings is actually um announced today that he is going to be easing that so that that's really good news um one last yeah, I can't question. comment
0: on red tape and bureaucracy but yes there i was going to say well done, Miro, for um, keeping abreast of that yeah there was an announcement this morning um yeah. i think they're keeping people on side um we'll, we'll see
1: um and one last question from david hamilton um another london imo member travels down from birmingham every month hi david and siobhan um, they're seeing a delay uh, or a, sorry a backlog of valuations in the West Midlands um, is this something that we we're seeing across all areas
0: yeah uh, yeah very much so uh, if you're in on commercial property uh, so you, you can get your own valuation done so that eases that problem um, but with residential mortgages it's just a case of waiting be polite don't get frustrated um, because obviously that just pushes Uh, things further back Um, but yeah there's there's, this there's been a lack of appetite Uh, obviously then there's been the uh, guidance from the government to not allow that to happen Um, and obviously the big um, uh, influx and the backlog as well it's just something that if if you've got a remortgage in four months start planning it now um, there are some d- different products, or fewer products, or changing products going on. Um, so I always try and leave it as last minute as I can to get the most up to date products. But plan ahead. Um, you know, as David, I know you've got um, uh, a, a great portfolio. Look at when all of your uh, renewals are up for mortgages. Plan ahead because um, it's you, you're going to get stung on your. Um, you're going to um, go into your uh, higher interest rate, and that's never fun. It kills your cash flow, and cash flow is. Um, Quite important at the moment particularly when you've uh, you rely on rental income
1: Fabulous. i think we think that's a real I, obviously we could talk about this all night um and uh, we need uh, to save
0: something for the next year of podcast hey. no I'm just for 6 months of discussion points but uh, i i think amazing questions i'm exhausted thank you for keeping me on my toes uh really cool to be able to share my thoughts and insights with you so thank you so much for joining us uh thank you for um, witnessing the first podcast, I need to listen back to that and uh, see how all that goes. And uh, thank you for the amazing questions. Great, great to see you all. Well, that wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about what we do or to get to know us, please go to inspiredequity.com. Join us on our next show for more interactive property discussions. Until then, I wish you continued good health and success in business. Go out there and be inspired.